0: Uh, well, welcome, Vail Church. It is good to see everybody. How are we doing today? Are we good? All right, all right. Well, you know the deal, you in the room. If you want to help me, welcome those joining us online. We've got Alabama. We've got Arkansas, Nebraska, Wisconsin, all across Illinois. It is good to have everybody. Hey, my name is Corey. I've got the privilege of serving on staff here as one of the pastors. It is good to see you guys. Now, hey, as human beings, we have got so many unique traits characteristics, factors that allow us to be the individual that we are. God has no shortage of ways to help make us unique. Now, it can be our personalities, it can be our habits, our experiences. Those are all things that allow us to be who we are, and those things are specific to the individuals. Now, most of us, we've got other traits that we probably share with at least some other individuals or maybe even groups of people, things like our hair color or maybe your leadership style or even your passions, or maybe it's the crazy random things that connect you with other people that are just totally, totally out. Out there. Now, social media has made it easy for us to connect with other people, regardless of how out there the connection may be. And so I got kind of curious, and I did a little bit of digging. And in my searching, I came across several Facebook groups and pages where people have connected over the most random things. I found that 6,200 people have connected with others by being part of the group, people who always have to spell their names for other people. 38,000 people have connected with others by liking the page, friends don't let friends wear Crocs. (laughs) 137,000 people have connected with others by agreeing that they follow the page, I need to sneeze, it's gone. (laughs) Like as weird and as random as those things may be, there's still ways that people have connected with others. And it shows us how big our desire is to connect with other people, regardless of how that connection happens. It shows that we can connect with other people over almost anything. And it shows that connecting with others really can be that simple. However, those things that those people connected with, they have that in common with some other people, but not with all of humanity. However, there are things that every human being does share in common. Everybody experiences emotions. We all use language in some form. And at our core, every human is a social being. Now, no matter how little or big that truth is for you as an individual, we as human beings, we are designed with a need for relationships. Relationships are fundamental to our lives and to our existence. Our relationships, they shape how we live, how we grow, how we learn. Maybe you've experienced some of this relational community within your workplace where you and your coworkers, you came together around a project or an initiative and you had to have that community so that you could find success. Maybe you've seen this in your home when your family came together to get through a hard time. Maybe you formed a connection with the person that you buy coffee from every morning. Connecting with other people is something that we seek out and we crave from early on in our lives. And the importance and the impact of relationships, it plays out in every aspect of our lives, personally, professionally, even spiritually. Now, I know that there's some of you that right from the start, when, when we talk about relationships or we talk about community or making connections with other people, your response is, I don't care about that. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't need to connect with other people. I'm fine by myself. I'm my favorite person. Why would I need to connect with other people? Like, I get it, okay? Like, I understand relationships of all kinds. They can be messy. People can be annoying. I get it. Relationships are hard. They're a lot of work. But when you find the right relationships, and I need you to understand, I said the right relationships, not the perfect relationships, because that doesn't exist. When you find the right relationships, we know that the pluses outweigh the minuses. And so I would encourage you to check it out and give it a shot. Now, I know that there can be bad relationships. I know that there are negative aspects to connecting with other people because it's just like anything else in life. I'm sure that we all have had friendships that weren't the best for us. Maybe you've had bad uh, romantic relationships or even negative family interactions. Not all relationships are beneficial to us, but when we are in consistent, positive interactions with others, we tend to find more fulfillment We find more joy, we find more opportunities where we get to grow in our lives. We find strength and support when we've got a team around us. Relationships are the foundations of our families, of our communities, of our social networks. Relationships are essential to our physical and our emotional health. And in our setting here, relationships are essential to our spiritual health. And so as we wrap up our series today, that's gonna be our focus. We're gonna look at how our connections with other people can help grow our faith. See, as we grow and we evolve in our faith, there are things that we should always be putting into practice that allows God to continue working in and through us. Now this series has been all about our core values here at Veil. These are the four things that we believe, the more you do them, the more you look like Jesus. And these are the things that direct everything that we do as an organization so we started things off by talking about serving sacrificially. We believe that we are never more like Jesus than when we serve. If you were here on this weekend, when we started this series, we did something a little bit different. We talked about serving in here, and then we released you to go out into the lobby to our ministry fair, where you got to see all the opportunities where you could serve here at Vail. And the invite was simple. We invited you to go out and start conversations with somebody about serving in some capacity here at Vail. And over a hundred of you started conversations about serving, and that is awesome. Then we talked about giving generously. We talked about how giving is something God has hardwired us to do. He has created us to be generous beings. And we talk about this every week, how giving is something that God wants for you and not from you. And it's not in a prosperity kind of way, but we talked about how God blesses us when we are generous through how he continues to provide for us with all the things that we need. And last week we talked about worshiping faithfully, how we have this desire, it is ingrained in us to worship something. And in our setting, we desire to worship God. And so today we're gonna close things out by talking about connecting intentionally. Now each of our core values, these are things that God has designed not for us just to experience, but for us to participate in as well. These are all needs that lead us into a deeper understanding of who God is and connecting intentionally with other people is a big one. Maybe you can think of a relationship that you've had with somebody or maybe you just had an interaction with somebody else where it was so clear that that person just gets you. These are the people that they know who you are. They know how you think, they know how you respond, they know how you deal with things. It could be a spouse, it could be a parent or a close friend. These are the people that know how to read your emotions. They know what you need even if you haven't said anything. Like you're having a bad day, they just have the perfect timing with sending that text that you needed. Or they've got the perfect time and showing up with a hug and an encouraging word or a cup of coffee and, and a cookie or they're the ones who they'll show up with a black bag and a shovel and an alibi with no questions asked. Like whatever it is, like the point is, it feels good when people really know us and our needs. This is why I love that God knows our needs. He knows them because he's the one who created us with those needs and we all have a God-given desire and need to connect with other people that he intentionally put in us because he knows the good that it brings. See, when we're in community with others, we are able to support and be supported. We are able to give and receive. We are able to love and be loved, to encourage others and be encouraged ourselves. And what happens here is when we are in positive connections with other people, it starts to have this ripple effect. And the more we're in those positive connections and communities, it leads to increased generosity with our goods, our talents, and our abilities. It provides us the opportunity to serve others, but also to be served in times of. Need and it all culminates in living lives where God is worshiped in all that we say and do. But it all starts with connecting intentionally. Now, here at Vail, we believe that life is meant to be shared with others. From enjoying the good times to enduring through the tough times, when we've got people on our side and we've got people in our corner, we find that life tends to be better. But for those of us who who maybe we don't always have such a positive outlook, when we've got people by our side and around us, sometimes we feel that at least life is tolerable. And that's better than not having anything. Because we also believe that God didn't create us to live in isolation, but to thrive in community. And this word right here, community, that is the goal. Community is simply a group of people sharing something in common. And community can look different for all kinds of people, for every individual, no matter where you are. But for here at Veil for us, community looks like being in consistent relationships with other people. And the reason that we put so much value in this is because we see this idea play out throughout the Bible. We see the consistent call for us to be in relationships with other people, to be in connections with others. And we see the benefits that come along with that. And so just a few quick examples. Romans chapter 12, verse 16 says, live in harmony with one another. This is the call for us to be in relationships with other people, for us to get along with others. In 1 John chapter 1, verse seven, it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So if we are a believer, if we are a follower of Jesus, by following his example, we will be in fellowship. We will have relationships with other people. In Proverbs seventeen seventeen. It says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. The design and the desire for us to be in community with people is all throughout scripture. Now, for some of you, you, you've got this community. You found this community when you joined a small group, and that's been something that hopefully is a positive experience for you, and you've got some good relationships through that. For others of you, maybe you found community when you went through Rooted, or your community is the people that you serve with either here inside the building or outside of it. Your community may be with people who don't go to church here or go to church at all, and that is fine. Now, our desire is that wherever you're connecting with others, you'll have people before you, beside you, and behind you. Now, we've talked about this before, 3B discipleship, because in church life, we like to use things that start with the same letters. But what we mean by this is that wherever your community is, we hope that you've got somebody before you, somebody who's got more life experience, more knowledge, more wisdom that you can learn from. We hope that you've got somebody beside you, somebody that you are walking through life with, learning and growing together. And we hope that you've got somebody behind you, somebody that you can be the example for and you can teach and train and and raise up. And we wanna encourage that this is where the intentionality piece comes in. This is where we want you to be intentional in how you do community, because we want you to intentionally allow Jesus to be a part of whatever and wherever your community is. And this is where it can get a little tricky. You see, whenever we take something that's part of our normal world, and we see how Jesus is or can be a part of it, this is where we have the tendency to get a little weird. This is where things can get a little complicated. You know, maybe your community is with the guys or the gals that you work out work out with at at the gym. And you, you guys have connected. You've built relationships. You've seen each other succeed and fail. You have bonded but you're hesitant to bring up Jesus because it might make things awkward. Like, why why can't we just work out? That's just what we do. Why can't we just be about that? Or maybe you've connected with your neighbors and you enjoy hanging out with each other. It's fun to get together and watch the game or have a beer around the campfire or just get together and talk about the other neighbors. Not that that's good, but we all do it, come on. But, But you're afraid to bring up Jesus because it might make living next to each other uncomfortable. You might even be in small group community with people right here in this room. But your time together has become two hours of talking and hanging out and joking around and maybe gossiping a little bit. Not that that happens either. And then you've got a five minute Jesus time at the end so that officially counts as a small group meeting. Connecting intentionally is all about how we create space for God to work in and through our relationships. It's about letting God into every aspect of our lives. You see, the relationships with other people, that is an important thing, but our relationship with God is more important. See, God has to be just not part of the equation. He's gotta be the focus. Man, connecting with other people is good. Connecting with God is great. See, if we are at the center of our circles, things will never reach their full potential. Author and theologian, C.S. Lewis, he said this. He said, if we put community first, we will destroy community. But if we come to Christ first and submit ourselves to him and draw life from him, community gets traction. I mean, allowing Jesus into your friendships and your relationships. For some of you, that is an easy thing. It is no problem for you. You've got no problem talking about Jesus with your friends, with your family, with anybody. It is just something that you are comfortable with. But for other people, man, it's intimidating. And it is scary. And I get it. It can be scary to bring up Jesus with other people or to live out your faith no matter what the setting is, especially around people that you've already built relationships with see, I think it's actually easier to talk about Jesus with, with people you don't have a relationship with. See, if you don't have a relationship with somebody and you start talking about Jesus and they walk away from you, that just seems a little bit easier to handle. That seems a little easier to take. You, you felt like you haven't really lost anything and that's not right or wrong. It's just the reality of it. But if you bring up Jesus with a close friend or with a family member, with somebody that you have spent time and effort building into that relationship, somebody that you love and care about and they walk away from you, that's when it hurts. And I think a lot of the time we let the unknowns and the possible reactions keep us from taking the step of connecting intentionally with other people. But to live in fear will cause us to miss out on what God is doing or wants to do in us and through us. See, when we look at scripture, the call for us to be in community is a thread that weaves its way throughout the entire Bible. And it may not be in the the ways that we think of community today, but the intent of how God created us to be in relationships with other people. The calls for us to gather together, Jesus's prayer in John 17 for believers to be unified. The calls for us to work towards healthy relationships. We see that we were absolutely made and designed to live life together. And just a reminder real quick on how we landed on these four core values here at Vail. The reason that our core values are to serve sacrificially, to give generously, to worship faithfully, and to connect intentionally. because these are the four things we see the early church focusing on. So when we look at the start of the church in the book of Acts, these are the four things that they are continuously doing. And so if this is what we see them doing in scripture, why would we be about anything different? Now, hopefully we've done a good job of communicating this over the last couple of weeks, but these core values, these things that we focus on, these aren't things that God commands us to do but there are things that he invites us to participate in. And he gives us that invitation because he knows the benefits that they bring to us personally and to our faith. Serving, giving, worshiping, connecting, it's all opportunities for us to enjoy what God has for us see, not only do we see these values lived out by the early church, we see what God does through it. In Acts chapter two, verses 42 through 46, we we see that the early church, the believers, they were devoting themselves to God's word. They were worshiping. We see that they gathered consistently for meals and for fellowship, they were connecting. We see them showing crazy, crazy generosity towards those in need, and they do all of this with a spirit of thanksgiving. We also see what the outcome of it is. In Acts 2.47, it says, because they were doing these things, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I think it's clear to see that connecting intentionally, being in relationship with other people is something God desires for us. And it's something that he works in and through. And so what I want to do with the rest of our time is I want to look at four benefits being in community, four benefits connecting intentionally with other people has for us. And these aren't four things that I just came up with because I thought, oh, that sounds good. That'll preach. Or these are four things that's like, I'm already doing these and so I can talk about this and it'll be good. No, these are four things that we see these patterns set throughout scripture. And so four reasons we believe connecting intentionally, being in community is important for our spiritual walk. So the first thing, here we go, community is encouraging. Now at some point, everybody needs encouragement. We just do. Encouragement is something that we as humans need. Whether we're going through a tough season or maybe we're just running thin on some energy or maybe you just need a little positive reinforcement. Man, in this world, the negativity is there all of the time. Sometimes we just need a little bit of positive interaction. And whatever the reasoning is, we all need to be encouraged sometimes. And you know what? It's hard to find encouragement if you've got no support system. Galatians chapter six, verse two, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ there's this moment when the, this person asked Jesus, he said, hey, what is the greatest command? What, what is the, the greatest commandment? And Jesus responded, maybe you remember this, Jesus responded, the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus sums up all the laws and all of the commandments, which by the way, we're gonna jump into the commandments this summer, we're gonna break them down, talk about them, it's gonna be awesome, we want you to be here for that. Jesus sums up all the laws and all the commandments with this simple idea of love God, love others. See, that's what happens when we share each other's burdens. What are burdens? Burdens are hardships, it's tough seasons, it's trials, it's less than ideal times. And to share in another person's burden is the supreme imitation of Jesus. Because that's exactly what Jesus did for us when he went to the cross only. He bore the burdens of every single person forever. And so for us to be with a person in their time of need, for us to go through the good and the bad is to imitate Jesus. And by doing that, we have the opportunity to provide encouragement and watch God show up. See, when it comes to living a life of faith, one of the roles that we get to play is we get to encourage one another. We get to cheer each other on. And as juvenile as that may sound, or if some of you are trying to play the tough guy card, well, I don't need any encouragement. I'm a man. I don't need anybody to give me any positive word. It's just not true. We all need encouragement. But here's the thing about receiving encouragement. We have to give it as well. Encouragement is one of those things that we need to participate in as well as receive it. It's one of those things where we've gotta do a heart check and we've gotta see how we are interacting with other people. When we interact with others, is it easier for us to encourage or to criticize? Is it easier for us to encourage or to judge? These are the things we need to pay attention to. When we are in relationship with other people, we get to encourage them, and in turn, we are encouraged as well. But this encouragement, and it's not just about picking someone up when they're feeling down. As co-believers in Christ, as co-workers for the kingdom, we get the opportunity to push each other forward and spur each other on as we all continue to grow in our faith. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I and mean, connecting intentionally, growing as a church and as a group of believers, it's a community endeavor. See, it's through our relationship with God first and then with other people that we can encourage each other to strengthen, not just in our faith, but in our example to others as well. Community is an encouraging thing. Second thing, community is fun. Like fun is one of those things where it's easy for us to either undervalue it or to overindulge in it. It's hard to find the balance between being too serious or being too carefree. Now we know scientifically that there are many benefits to having fun. Research and studies have proven time and time again that taking time to relax and to enjoy life, it helps reduce stress. It can help us sleep better. It can improve creativity and social skills. It can help us heal mentally and emotionally. Having fun is a key to life. And it's no different when it comes to following Jesus. And one thing that I think prevents a lot of people from checking out Christianity is this this perception that Christians don't or can't have any fun. You ever thought that or heard that, or maybe you're thinking that right now, like, I don't know. But people have this thought that once you start following Jesus, fun is no longer an option. And the reason that people outside the church have this perception, it's not because they've just been hanging around the wrong Christians. I mean, maybe they have, have you met some of of us? Like some of us, we've got some problems and we can be a buzzkill sometimes. Like it's just something that we kind of do, but it's not any of that. It's because we've let worldly ideas of fun define the category as a whole. See, the word fun simply means enjoyment or amusement. And that can look different for every single person, religious or not. So what does God have to say about this? How how does fun play out in Christian communities? Psalm 133 verse one, it says, "'Behold, how good and pleasant it is "'when brothers dwell in unity.'" Now I know that that's not a list of what's allowed and not allowed for Christians to have fun. Here's the thing, you won't find a list like that anywhere in the Bible. What God's saying here is that community is a mutual effort. When we work together and we share life with others, we get to share in each other's burdens like Galatians talks about, but we also find enjoyment together. The believers in the early church in Acts, it said that they continually got together for meals and to interact. And I've got to believe that that included sharing stories and laughing and joking around and playing. They just enjoyed being together. In other words, they had fun and we see how god bless that So I'm excited to tell you, coming up this summer, we have got lots of opportunities for us to have fun together. Starting June 24th, Summer Nights is going to be happening every week following our Saturday service. There's going to be different foods every week. There's going to be games. There's going to be inflatables. There's going to be all kinds of stuff for individuals, for families, for everybody. Now, a lot of times when churches do events like this, they'll say, we don't have an agenda. We just want to come together and hang out. Well, we absolutely have an agenda when it comes to summer nights. I'm just gonna be honest with you right now, we are doing this with a purpose. There is a purpose, we want you to do something. Our intent, our purpose, the entire reason that we are doing summer nights, is we want you to get to know your church family. Whether it's just you as an individual, you and your spouse, you and your family, you and your friends, we want you to come out and connect intentionally with the people right around us here at Vail. As we are in the beginning of this transition season, as we are searching for our new lead pastor, it is so important that we continue to build and strengthen relationships with each other so that we can continue to see God at work. Man, community is encouraging. Community is fun, and we want you to not just experience it, we want you to participate in it. Why? That's the third thing. Community opens the door to the Holy Spirit. And we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time here because we've, we've already mentioned it and it's pretty clear. But to look back again at the early church in Acts chapter two, verses 46 and 47, it says, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. The early church, they made it a priority to gather together in community, to share life together, to have a focus on God. And what happened is God saw it, God blessed it, and the church community grew. And this is something that we see throughout scripture. When people are about the things of God, God honors it. And that's just as true today. When we allow our faith to play out in every aspect of our lives, when we allow the Holy Spirit full access to us, may God shows up and does what only he can do. Being a God-focused community with others invites the Holy Spirit to show up. And when the Holy Spirit shows up, the kingdom advances. Last thing, community fosters love. When it came time for me to leave my first ministry after being there for eight years, it was one of the hardest times in my life. I didn't understand God's timing. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know what was next. I didn't know what was gonna happen, when it was gonna happen, or if it was gonna happen. I gotta be honest with you guys. It was a dark season for me. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to be by myself and just wallow in self-pity. But my community stepped up. The people that I'd been doing life with for years, they came around me to love on me, to support me, to simply just be present and let me know that I wasn't alone. And the ways that God worked through that community helped push me through. I think most of us, we've been in a situation or we've gone through a season where we just need a little TLC. We just need a little extra love and care, whether it was the loss of a loved one or an unexpected job change or just a rough season or an illness or something else. We've all experienced times when having a loving community around us has made all the difference. And unfortunately, this is an area where we as Christians, we miss the mark quite a bit. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, We do things or we say things in ways that we think are loving and caring, but in fact, they're more judging and condemning and just plain not helpful. Now we may have good intents, our motives may be pure in our words and our actions, but how we express them come across as mean or hurtful or condescending. And this may be why some of you avoid community with other believers because you've experienced the negative interactions before when you were hurting. Here's what I need you to hear and to understand. Our intent should always be to love others the way that Jesus loves us. To seek God's direction and how to best support and love on those around us, especially when they're hurting. That is our goal, that is our hope. We should always desire to show the love of Jesus in whatever the situation or season. Will we always get it right? No. But if we're open and honest in our conversations, especially if and when we get it wrong, our community, if it is a positive community, should help us continue to grow. They'll help correct us. They'll help redirect us and they'll do all of this in love. In Colossians chapter three, starting verse 12, it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Now, the apostle Paul, he's writing this to believers in the church, and he tells them, hey, if you are God's people, you need to be compassionate. You need to be kind. You need to be humble. You need to be patient. You need to forgive others like God has forgiven you. And the reason is, is that when we strive to do those things, we are striving to love God and love others. And when we do that, a community that loves each other emerges, and when that happens, it allows us to let love be the defining feature of our community, and the Bible tells us that when we put love above everything else, that opens the door to seeing God at work. The reason that we are so passionate about helping you connect intentionally with other people is because we know that we were made to be in relationship with God and with others. And since we believe that people are made in the image of God, being in relationship with other people made in the image of God is only gonna help us grow closer to Him. But it's all up to you and the effort that you choose to give or not give. Here's the thing about connecting intentionally. We can't make you do it. We aren't gonna force you to do it. And just like we can't and won't force you to serve or give or worship. We actually don't want to force you to do any of those things. Now, do we want those things for you? Absolutely. Do we hope and do we pray that you will give and serve and worship and connect with others? Absolutely. But end of the day, we as a church are not responsible for, we are not accountable for how you choose to participate in any of those things. What we are accountable for is if we presented the opportunities for you to grow in your connection and faith with God. And here's the thing about connecting with others. It's so much more than just helping you find friends. That's not our goal. Our goal isn't to have large numbers in small groups so we can say, look at us, we're killing it. No, that's not our goal. Our goal in helping you connect intentionally is to get you into relationships with other people so that we can all continue to grow in our faith together just like our goal with encouraging you to serve and to give and to worship. Everything that we do here is to present an opportunity for you to grow in your relationship with God. We can't make you do it, but we will do anything short of sin to help you. So how did we do this here at Vail? What are the opportunities we've got for you to connect intentionally? I am so glad that you asked. Like we already said, Summer Nights is coming up starting June 24th, every Saturday following service. That is such an easy way for you to meet other people here in our community and start building some relationships. But another great way for you to find community and connect with others is by being in a small group or going through Rooted. Rooted is coming up again in the fall, but before that, we want you to jump into a small group. Small groups are an opportunity to make a big church feel small. We've got groups for all walks of life, all seasons, whatever you're looking for, whatever you wanna get into with a group, we've got groups for that. Groups are a chance for you to meet people, to build relationships, and to grow in your faith. All you've gotta do is ask, and we will help you find a group to check out. Another way you can connect with other people is by serving. Like we said at the beginning of the series, we believe that we are never more like Jesus than when we serve. So maybe you were here that weekend, maybe you missed it, but if you were here and you saw the ministry fair, but you're like, oh, that's not for me or it's just not the timing, but God hasn't let you forget about that and it's still kind of in your mind and he's still giving you those pushes, you can start that conversation today. Serving not only connects you with other people to serve alongside, it also connects you with purpose and with the kingdom. So whatever step you need to take, whether it's joining a small group, whether it's serving, we're gonna do something about it right now. So in the seat in front of you, like we talk about every week, there is a red card that says, my next step right now, not just like, oh yeah, I'll do that. No, right now, reach out, grab one of those cards and either start filling that out, scan that code right there with your phone or text the number that's on that card. Start right now filling that out so that you can start the conversations. Here you go. By filling out this card or texting the number or any of that stuff, you are not committing to anything other than starting the conversation about how you can connect with other people. Now, when it comes to small groups, right now we've got 17 small groups that are open. That means we got 17 small groups that have room for more people to jump in and join community, but those groups are filling up. We would love to start six more groups this summer and maybe that's where God's leading you. God might be leading you not just to jump into community, but to join and lead this community, to, to start creating a space where other people can find community as well by you leading a small group. Now, when I tell you that maybe God's leading you to, or leading you to, to start a small group and lead that, don't get intimidated, don't freak out and be like, I don't know how to do that, what are they gonna ask me to do? Like. When it comes to leading small groups, we are here to walk beside you every step of the way. We do coachings, we do trainings, we've got resources. We wanna set you up for success. And so if God is leading you into that step, we want you to do that and see what God does. Now, like we have said, and like we will continue to say, connecting with others is good. Connecting with God is great. And so that's actually the invitation that I wanna throw out there right now. If you have never taken that first step in faith to connect intentionally in a relationship with God, today can be the day that you do that. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, take a moment and see what God is leading you towards. Have that conversation with him. Say, God, what is that next step for me? What does that look like? God, where are you leading me? And if God is saying, hey, right now, I just need you to connect with me. I've been waiting, I'm here. Today can be the day that you connect intentionally and take that step to start your saving relationship with God. We believe in what scripture says that if we are seeking that relationship, we are seeking that saving relationship with him. All we have to do is confess and believe. Romans 9 says, if we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we believe that it is in that moment that you have started your relationship with God and you are saved. And so if that is the step that you are taking today, you just need to say, God, I am ready. God, I am willing. God, I am here. And God reaches out in that moment and he saves you. So God, right now, I thank you for those who are saying yes to you. I thank you for those who are giving their lives to you, even though they may not know what that looks like or what the steps are. God, we are in this together and we are so grateful that we get to do life together. God, for those of us who we've maybe been in a relationship with you for a while, but we still need to find what that next step is. And maybe we have been hesitant to jump into community and connect with other people. God, I pray that you would give us the confidence to trust in what you are gonna do. God, we know that we were not made to be through this, to go through this life alone. We know that we were made to be in relationships with other people. God, I pray that you would lead us into those communities. Help us to have the conversations. Help us to seek out ways to connect with others, knowing that when you're the focus of it, life is only going to get better. God, I thank you for the people that have been in my life and my communities throughout all the different seasons of life. God, thank you for how you continue to work in all things. So God, we thank you for being a God that designed us and you know what our needs are. God, I pray that we would continue to seek to honor you in all that we do. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for Jesus. It is in his name that we pray all these things. Amen. We hope this message challenged you, encouraged you, and most of all, brought you closer to a loving God who wants nothing but the best for you. If you have any questions about taking next steps in your faith journey, simply text NEXT to 309-777-0677. Everyone has a next step, and here at Vail, we would love to walk alongside you. If this message was impactful to you, we encourage you to share it. To stay connected to everything Veiled Church, feel free to subscribe. Visit our website at Veil.church, and follow our socials on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, for all of those who call Veil Church home, let's remember, worship faithfully, connect intentionally, give generously, and serve sacrificially. We'll see you next week.